Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Good morning and welcome to the Sunday edition of Weekend Mornings here on Money FM 89.3 here in Singapore. Glad you're along for the ride today. Glenn Van Zutphen with you all the way up until noon today. And our big story across the causeway, of course, this whole week has been Malaysian politics. The Malaysian king yesterday said that he was going to appoint Muhyiddin Yassin as prime minister. Now, this comes amid a bid by Mahathir Mohamed to regain that seat after he resigned on Friday. Lots happening with this story, much of it confusing, let's be honest about it. And on the phone, I've got Niall Bowie, and Niall is a journalist and correspondent with the online news site Asia Times covering Malaysia and Singapore. He's been on this story for over a week now. And Niall, maybe I'll just throw it over to you first. What do we know at this moment about what What's happening with the premiership in Malaysia? Well, it looks like Muhyiddin Yassin is set to be sworn in in a couple minutes' time at around 10.30. We know that late last night, the Pakatan Harapan camp, there was a deal between uh, Mahathir Mohammed and Anwar Ibrahim yesterday to put forward the numbers, that they had the numbers to form a government. I think they have about 113 parliamentarians backing them. Uh, You would need 112 to form a government by simple majority. So basically they have statutory declarations, they have support of a majority. But according to the constitution in Malaysia, the Yang Di Pertuanagong, the uh, Malaysian king, basically has absolute discretion to appoint a prime minister who who he thinks will likely have the the command of of the majority. So basically the numbers are disputed. Mahathir's side is basically saying that they have the majority and there are some plans in motion to appeal to the king, but it's unclear whether that will go ahead, mainly because we're just sort of getting down to the wire now. So it looks like we're going to have a new prime minister in in just a few minutes' time. And this is just, of course, a, a really shocking ending to what's been an unprecedented week in Malaysian history, the likes of which we've really never seen. Yeah, very, very interesting. Niall, is the power absolute by the Agong to go ahead and make that appointment? There are many lawyers who have different interpretations of what's gone on, but if you look at the language of it, it it allows some leeway, basically, for the king to appoint whoever he considers to be the likely candidate to command the majority. But I think what the what the issue is here is that uh, you have government uh, a government coming to power that does not have an electoral mandate. Right. Uh, and it is, in fact, deposing a coalition that did win less than two years ago, you know, in, in a general election. So there is the moral case that this is a, a step backward, you know. And of course, there, there are a lot of worries, frankly speaking, uh, regarding race relations, given that uh, this new coalition will bring together ethnic Malay majority parties. And there are some undercurrents there you know, particularly with the DAP and the ruling coalition. Frankly, I was at a protest last night in Dataran Merdeka, the Independence Square, and a lot of people were voicing concerns that this would be a real step back for race relations and it would uh, have a polarizing effect on the country. Of course, uh, Muhyiddin Yassin was a part of uh, UMNO before and, and had a very public split with the former prime minister, who is now, of course, under corruption charges. But Muhyiddin was also uh, the chief minister, I, I believe it was, of, of Johor, right? And, and did quite a right. good job with the economic transformation of Johor in, in recent years. So there's some question, at least in my mind, of, you know, first of all, kind of which side is he on and what does he represent? Does he represent the old guard or a new guard that could be potentially more progressive? 
he seems to be an able technocrat. You know, he has always kept a low profile, and people have had always assumed that he was not after the prime ministership. I think, in terms of what side he's on, that's difficult to say. He was dropped from cabinet, and he spoke out against Najib when he was serving as his deputy over the one MDB issue. But then again, now he's just partnered with the guy who replaced him as Najib's deputy, <laughs> Zahid Hamidi, who's the president of Omno also has very similar charges, you know, under his name now that, that uh, you know, it's, it's a real question, where is Muhyiddin stand? And is it a question of what side he's on, or is it just interest? Is it is it power? Is it they saw an opportunity and they felt that the composition of the Akhetan Harapan was unsustainable? If you look at the last couple of by-elections, the Omnopas of Barasan National had, had won those pretty resoundingly in some cases. So prior to this whole thing happening, what I was hearing when I was interviewing people in Malaysian politics was the concern that the Malay vote bank was going to swing the other way. It was going to swing in favor of Omno, bring them back into power whenever the next election cycle. And uh, increasingly people in Pakistan Harapan, the ethnic Malay parties especially, felt that partnering with the DAP was a liability and partner, you know, being part of a liberal coalition was a liability. So perhaps this sort of gave them some sense of uh, inevitability that, you know, they, they would need to switch out of necessity. They would need to switch camps, yeah. you know. Um, so it's difficult to say, but everyone will be looking closely at the what's going to happen with the trials, you know, what's going to happen with Najib, you know, and, and Rosma and Zahid Hamidi and all the rest. You know, Tommy Thomas, the uh, attorney general, has resigned, I believe, yesterday. So, I mean, everyone will be looking at who Mujahideen Yassin will put in as attorney general. And under Malaysian law, that attorney general would be able to throw out these proceedings if he so chose to. I think that would be a really electrifying move that would uh, create so much opposition and it would be unacceptable to so many people. But, you know, anything could happen at this point. So we just have to wait and see. Niall Bowie, journalist and correspondent with the online news site Asia Times, covering Malaysia and Singapore from KL. Uh, Niall, thanks so much for joining us this morning on Weekend Mornings. Thanks, Juan. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.